Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is February, I mean, excuse me, April the 8th, 2020. I got about five different segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. First and foremost, coronavirus rant. When I do my coronavirus rant, again, I'm not doing it for profit or anything like that. It's just this is a current event, and that's what I choose to talk about, period. Uh, Really didn't watch a lot of the news today because... You know, they were predicting Sunday that this week would be the worst week ever. I I just, you know, I can't wrap my mind around how they know that. Um, I can't wrap my mind around how they know if people are social distancing (laughs) around the country unless there's some kind of monitoring system that they, I mean, a satellite or something crap that they can watch us via camera or whatever i don't know it's just like how are they getting their information you you look at uh you know various news outlets you you see john hopkins university well how's john hopkins getting their information that's what i want to know that's the more that's more important to me than the actual virus how are these organ news organizations and universities getting their information um it's just me i'm just i always try to when there's a crisis i don't actually look at the crisis i look what's happening behind the crisis right i'm trying to see because whenever it's like a distraction it's like when there's a distraction there's something going on behind it that is really the whole point of the distraction so i'm not trying to minimize what anybody has gone through with this virus but i think there's bigger things at play that's just my opinion um i don't know what it is i hope i'm totally off base with this i hope i'm totally wrong but it's just not just not add stuff is not adding up man so again i employ you to get on uh the internet and do your researches do your research on you know flu respiratory all of that do your research on it um you know if you look hard enough you'll find some very useful information uh that's gonna do it for the coronavirus rant today um let's get into florida state uh first segment is entitled facts and fear florida state style uh fact our offensive line will suck (laughs) fear uh our offensive line will suck uh i i don't i don't see any significant talent additions that would make me change my mind i think your three best linemen you have to put out there darius washington ira henry and dante lucas they have to play I, i i don't care about anybody those are your three best offensive linemen they have to play at whatever position that you need them at 
Um, I think next Andrew Baselli. But he has to get stronger, and I don't know if he can do that during this pandemic. He is Tony Baselli's son, so maybe they have some kind of compound or you know humongous you know house or whatever that has a weight room. I don't know, but he definitely needs to get stronger. He he's a smart player, but he's a finesse player, and that's just not gonna work. Um. Uh, so let me go. I'm gonna go a little bit deeper with this. Uh, facts. Uh, James Blackman needs to get rid of the ball faster. He needs to process information faster as a quarterback. Uh, fact. Fear. He is probably a 99.9% chance he won't do it. He likes to hold on to the ball and try to make the big play instead of taking the sure play. Okay. Uh, I think you got enough offensive skill player talent that if you just get the ball out of your hands and get it into their hands, you can actually, you know, do something. Um, but that falls back onto the first uh, comment about the offensive line. They have to give him time to do that. But if your offensive line sucks, then you need to get the ball out of your hands faster. That's just facts. Um fact um our cornerbacks and in particular Asante Samuel I'm gonna just say Asante Samuel right now they're overrated he's overrated I mean every time you turn on the tape it's cinnamon toast crunch so I don't I don't understand how he was getting the recognition that he was getting fact I mean that's a fact fear uh, he can't, he can't improve. <laughs> That's a fear. Uh, he, he has flashed brilliance here and there sparingly, but too far, uh, in between, you know, I just don't think he's a great player. I think he has the potential to be a great player, but he's got to stop running his mouth and play you do more talking and you get burnt so much quit talking make plays and when you get on the sideline and they you go three and out then you talk stuff while you on the field concentrate on what you got to do to get off the field i mean and just not letting them score and getting off the field like actually stopping them and get off the field um I'll do a couple of more of these. Uh, fact, the defense will be the strength of the team. Fear that they will be on the field too long. Um, like I've said before, Mike Norvell has to really analyze and inventory his offense and realize what he's working with. And one, the biggest mistake Willie Taggart made was trying to fit square pegs into round holes he didn't adjust your personnel did not fit the scheme that you were trying to run and most coaches the bill belichicks the bill Walshes, the the uh the um you know just some of the all-time greats you know uh nick saban bobby bowden they could adjust their personnel to what 
they could adjust their scheme to the personnel that they had. They didn't try to force their scheme onto personnel that couldn't execute it. And that's what Willie Taggart tried to do. Very, very, very egotistical. Very egotistical. You know, you Steve Spurrier was like that too. He was so egotistical with his offense. He didn't care who he had out there. He was going to do bombs away. And for most of his time at, with the Florida Gators, it worked. Um, so um, I'll do one more uh, of this. Uh, fact, I think Emmett Rice will be the uh, best linebacker out of the group. My prediction on those starters are Jaleel McCray, Emmett Rice, and Amari Gaynor. Um, I think Emmett Rice is going to, you know, if the season is played, I think he's just going to take that next elite step because he came on those last couple of games of the season last year. Fear. Okay, that was the fact. This is the fear. Fear is he gets full of himself. He starts reading his own press clippings and he reverts back to what he was his first uh, two years, his first two and a three quarters years at Florida State. <laughs> so, you know, now is the time to buckle down, buckle up, put in that work and, you know, ascend to the next level. All right. Um so that's going to do it for facts and fears, Florida State style. Moving on to the next um uh segment which is entitled Lamar- Lamarcus Joiner, FSU great or no. Uh let's take a look at uh the information here from nofan.org. Uh he played 4 years at Florida State. His best year was his senior year. Um he had two interceptions. Um no touchdowns in his career. Um 128 tackles for his career. Uh, unassisted I always look at unassisted I don't look at total tackles because I don't I don't really account assisted I look at unassisted those are true tackles so the numbers that I quote are the unassisted solo tackles those are the real plays that defenders make all right um so he had 128 career unassisted tackles um and just from what I can remember throughout his career, he was he was a great player. Um, I wouldn't put him in the Ramsey, Dion, or Terrell Buckley category, but he's in that next tier of uh, player. Um, very solid. Um, he was drafted in the second round, pick number 41 by the St. Louis Rams. Um which eventually would turn into back into the LA Rams. He was with them for five years and then he moved over to the Raiders in 2019. Um, and he was one of the leaders on the national championship team on the defense, him and uh, Telvin Smith. And, you know, I just hope that like with Marvin Wilson and, Tamori and Terry stand that if the season is played this year, we can at least get to eight and four, nine and three. I'm hoping for that. My realistic projection is six and six, seven and five. So um, Lamarcus Joyner, not an all time great. 
he's in the next tier in terms of defensive backs that have played at Florida State. Um, so that's going to conclude that segment. Let's move on to the next segment, which is entitled Norvell's Navigation. As a head coach, how do you how do you really navigate through rough times? And this, you know, it doesn't get any rougher than this because, you know, I'm guessing and I'm going out on a limb. I'm not I'm not really going out on a limb here, but I'm guessing he has no contact with his team because of this virus. So how do you how do you keep in touch? I guess, uh, you know, FaceTime, Skype. You know, I guess you can still install your scheme. Um, if you truly have dedicated players, they will find a way to work out. And if it's nothing but push-ups, sit-ups, you know, running in place, true dedicated players are going to find a way to make it happen. And uh, as the coach, you, you have to navigate that team to that uh, to that way of thinking. Um, yelling and screaming to me. It, it doesn't get the point across the, the coach that can teach and explain, you know, in an intelligent manner is the is usually going to be the guy that gets the best results. OK, as as with anything in life, you're going to have a couple of hard heads and you have to set the tone with them very early and let them know that you're not playing. But um Thus far, from when he got the job up until this coronavirus thing kicked off, I thought he did a pretty good job with the workouts and the, the film room and all that stuff that you see on YouTube and on the Internet. I thought he did a good did a good job. All right. Um. So let me know what you think about that segment. Norvell's navigation. Moving on to the final segment, which is entitled Stay at Home. You're welcome. Uh, where I live, we officially went on a stay-at-home order yesterday, uh, but it has a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, bullet points up under it where you can still do what you need to do as far as getting food and medicine and doing exercise or whatever. And, um, you know, you just can't be out on the streets unnecessarily, right? And... uh you know, it is what it is, man. You you got to do what you got to do. I I don't I I'm not the type of guy to be out in the streets anyway, so it didn't it doesn't really bother me. Um but, you know, like I said, I gave my little conspiracy theory rant at the beginning of this uh episode, so I'm going to stick with that. Um you know, just Stay at home, take care of your family, be thankful that you're around your family because some people are not. Some people have to be quarantined away from their family. Some people have died and will never, a lot of people have died and won't see their family members again. So just, man, just take a look at yourself, appreciate what you have. You know, it could all be taken away in an instant by this virus. I hope nobody ever experience it, experiences it including myself i'm coronavirus free and um that's it um this segment that's going to conclude this episode this um it's available on youtube it's available wherever you listen to podcasts uh thank you for listening i appreciate your support um be kind be courteous stay safe um and as always
Go Nose.